Are you ready to go? Peculiar. Welcome to Akashina Podcast Anime with Friends. I am Sabrina Ray. With me, my co-chairs, Don, Victoria. How are you all? Great. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> and Victoria, you? Um, it's it's been an interesting week in ways I'm absolutely not gonna talk about, but there was one <laughs> way to tease the audience. Yeah, um, but we, but we saw we saw um, Sabrina and I saw Inuo on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We saw the new um, Masaaki Yuasa film, and it was good. It was good. Uh, it's <laughs> it's apparently based on an on an old Japanese tale, um, and it combines sort of that biwa, you know, like the Japanese acoustic what do you want to call it is it a, is it a guitarish sound I don't know it's a string instrument like a lute a Japanese was- lute almost um it it combines that kind of like lute and like the koto drumming and stuff with uh with like full on rock music um and I just thought it was like a very visually interesting movie with lots of visually interesting choices and the music being incongruous. Uh it actually I thought it would be more incongruous but I actually kind of thought that they they managed to like blend a modern or sort of throwback retro rock concert in the style of what you were saying like Queen like with Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody or uh, we will rock you songs that sound like those songs. I thought it was like an interesting blending of those two kind of <laughs> very distant worlds that had that kind of overlap, like the call and response of the audience and like the the clapping and the, the stomping of feet. Like it, it, it kind of brings it, I don't know, it kind of finds a bridge that I didn't know was there and connects the two in a really interesting way. What were your thoughts, Victoria? So I really, I really liked it. Um, it's not my, fa- it's not my favorite Yasa movie that will still go to Mind Game, but without without knowing the original stories behind the original stories that inspired it, I liked how it was free. It kind of framed um, going against this. Go, it kind of, it kind of threw that parallel between going against um, Japanese like Shogun era authority with rock music, which you know, with rock music and framing a lot of it as sort of like. Sort of, I guess, how people reacted to Beatlemania and such. Like, you know, <laughs> what's with this? What's with this loud, weird music and like the hair and or like you know. the Elvis movie where they 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 do this like super like snap zoom on his crotch <laughs> and like they're like they're like very the stuffed shirts the you know the button the top button shirt guys were all like his his wiggle is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, from I remember, didn't they? I think when I think when they originally when they aired him on TV, like they actually only filmed him from like the waist up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was causing all their churchy girlfriends to lose their shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, um, I do think Inuo could have developed its themes a little better. Like it did, kind of feel like it was drawing these, drawing these certain parallels between, but between, um. 
between both both of the main characters, Groth, um, the blind viewer player, and Inuo, who is like this sort of um, I don't know what's that creature like, but like this sort of this being who you know becomes more conventionally human as the movie goes on. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel like I it would call him yeah. slightly deformed. Maybe uh, he's he's a he has. The look of like an 80s mutant or something like that. He's very cute when it starts out. Like, just I, really I saw moe. you starting yeah. to like really giggle when you first saw him dancing. Like, he was very moe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um. Uh, the dancing's yeah. great and the songs are really good too, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I, I thought it was an anti war movie in a lot of ways too. Uh, because the soldiers that sort of died that were trying to that they were trying to bring their memories back and keep the memory of them alive of their sacrifice, like sort of like they died namelessly in the ocean. I thought that was a really interesting way of telling those stories. And um, I don't want to ruin anything. It's just in the first shot, like where you're looking at the two battles, the two sides fighting. It's not like this epic sea battle. It's shot almost like almost like you're looking at a painting come to life, but like a really abstract, almost impressionistic one where there's just these squiggles that represent each side and they're kind of moving against one another. And they, they completely remove the like the names and the faces and the the violence and everything from it. And it just becomes this sort of like matter of fact changing of the guard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, those kinds of details I've really enjoyed. Anyway, I also heard that Don saw a movie. Yes, indeed. I did. I went, um, since last week spoke, and saw Dragon Ball Super Superhero. That's super, right. super, superhero. Super, super. Is that three super, supers? Super, super. No, it's two supers separated by a colon. It's the way you like, say that. <laughs> I was, was going to say, is it like how there's that Tokyo Tokyo Mew Mew reboot called Tokyo Mew Mew New? Oh, wow. Mew 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 Mew. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. But I thought this was a good extension to the uh, the overall Dragon Ball universe. I'm, I don't know that I would recommend watching it if you weren't somewhat familiar uh, with the Dragon Ball universe. Um, I, I think a lot of... I don't know, it... it it toes the line. Is it a standalone movie that someone can watch? Yes. Um, will you get more out of it if you uh, are already familiar with the universe? Absolutely. Will it further along your understanding in a better way or sort of move the plot forward with a lot of these characters? No, not especially. Um, but it is fun to not have Goku be the central character of a Dragon Ball Z-focused movie. Um, that was the first time I've seen that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would. Uh, again, with those caveats, um, I, it wouldn't be the first way to introduce oneself to the Dragon Ball universe. Wow, I can't believe we made it through an opening like chit chat that didn't that didn't like veer off into something that was totally not related to anime. Like people <laughs> are actually going to want to hear what we think of these things. <laughs> Although I mean, it will be like don't a month afterward. <laughs> <laughs> not a month actually it's only two weeks now i think that's the uh the difference it's just going to be two weeks so probably people will start seeing inuo around the time that we're talking about it victoria because i think it's got a limited release right now 
Yeah, I think I think it started in August. And uh, yeah. there's another there's another Japanese anime coming to, to theaters this weekend as well. Uh, not not as well, but like it, it like following up with Inuo. There's Goodbye Don Gleese. <laughs> Is that right? Am I saying that right? I think so. I I mean. The- I didn't really look beyond the name, which is not really fair considering one of my favorite anime last year was Sunny Boy, which also has an awful name, but was a <laughs> but it was a great show. It was a great, like really unique show. Yeah, so you know, guys, go check out Goodbye Donald Glover. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Goodbye, mm. Jackie Gleason. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're talking about Odd Taxi. We've finally gotten to the finale. Oh my goodness, Donald. Were you surprised? Were you shocked? I was validated. I remember early on in some of our conversations, um, how we talked about the fact that while everybody looks like an animal, they're all going about doing very human things. Uh, and I couldn't I couldn't feel better about that observation than I do now having seen the finale. Yeah. And I was reading an interview with the director and he was talking about how um, they realized that one of the early clues is probably when... The doctor asks, how do you, how do I, what, what do I look like to you? Mm. And he's like, you look like a, a gorilla. gorilla. And we take it as kind of like, oh, he's just being snide and joking. But there's something watching it back a second time where I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> that was, that was like them dropping enough of a clue that if you like, when you get to the end and you think back, you're like, oh, Okay. I see how they could they were planting little seeds all along. Um cool, cool reveal, but I ended up missing the animals a lot as far as the design goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not much to it once that reveal happens. You don't get a lot of them, but um yeah, you know. Do I want Shirakawa as the, as as cute as she is in her human form or do I want this kick-ass capoeira alpaca <laughs> it's a pretty easy choice for me i don't know well which, which who do you think is who do you think is the best looking and a worst looking human i think there's no difference between Goriki and the gorilla <laughs> <laughs> um dobu's pretty bad looking yeah yeah dobu is the worst looking one i feel although he's one of my favorite characters actually i am most conflicted about dobu in that I like him very much and find him incredibly flawed. And flawed in a plot way, not like a flawed character. But like, here's here's how I'm going to describe exactly what I'm going to do in my odd taxi plot so that you um, can foil it. <laughs> that, that's like, or like, um, I'm going to convince, uh, who was the, the pygmy hippopotamus? Kabasawa. Thank Kabasawa. I'm going to convince Kabasawa to toss his phone in the in the ocean, like while I'm bleeding out. I guess like I was very, I was both impressed and annoyed that that scene existed. <laughs> Who's the hottest though? Well, or the best looking, I guess. I I, I mean I, I I'm not letting this go. Talking. I'm not letting this go. Like everyone has to answer this question. Uh, um, Imai maybe, because he was a skunk and now he's like, he's like a cool Tokyo guy. I don't know. 
What about the, um, the, I think she was a rabbit, the woman who ran the sort of alehouse. Oh, she's would, a kangaroo because um, she has the kangaroo. pouch in the front of the waitress skirt thing. I thought she, she cleaned up nicely as a human. The apron. Yeah, she's pretty cool. What about you, Victoria? Um, worse, definitely Dobu. Like, even just rewatching it, I still had this reaction, like, ooh, <laughs> like, that, that, uh, trying to, trying to picture what that, you know, what would that actually look like? Or that, and I'm not even seeing him, what that would look like as a human. Um, I mean, if someone yeah, was hunting me, I would have shaved that hair since it wasn't like part of his animal. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's essence. It's a little, it's a little weird. It's a little weird that he makes such a big deal of how like, you know, Actually, no, no, drop that. Don't even, don't even put that in the recording. I was a lost okay. no problem. Um, <laughs> problem. Okay. But you didn't answer your, you didn't finish your response. No, I didn't. I wouldn't, I think, I think of them, Wadagaki is the cutest, but Shirakawa is the prettiest. Shirakawa is very pretty. Yeah. I, Again, thought, I thought she looked adorable. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's jumping ahead if I mentioned the movie, but there was one scene in the movie where they all held up drawings of themselves as he like tried to remember what they looked like. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. You could yeah, see them I all together. Like I mm-hmm. think was that the only time we saw Shiho as her like human form? Um actually we didn't we didn't see it till the movie officially. Like, okay, they added, that, that was yeah. Shiho at the at the end of the movie. Yeah, I actually when the original episode aired, I thought she was the girl in Kariki's clinic, but they but I just like I compared the footage. They they added like an extra they added an extra shot in the movie of someone reading a newspaper which shows it shows that, you know, the other Watagaki and Ishimura were going to continue on as mystery kiss without Nikaido. Yes, yes. So let's just take a step back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out that Otakawa is not a walrus. He's just a misanthropic kid that liked animals who had a traumatic brain injury that caused, and correct me if I'm saying this wrong, visual uh, deja? Is that right? I think it's agnosia. Agnosia, yeah, agnosia, with some kind of addendum to that. But uh, that's because his mom committed a lover's suicide with her incapacitated husband who was having a long-term affair with another woman uh, and using the kid as an excuse to, like, go and see his mistress in increasingly uh, frequent visits, it would seem. Uh, really sad, really sad that, that, that that's how I went. But it made me think about it in other terms. Like, okay, the kid like, saw himself as a walrus, and once, he, once his parents were gone and, and he, was, uh, he was sort of stuck in this animal world this, the, of his own imagining, um, he seemed happier. And I thought, well, he combined his two favorite things with his dream job, being a walrus or not being human, and cars, which he yeah. also loved. I mean, it seems <laughs> so, very obvious. You know, his his existence was just a reflection of his childhood fantasy. Loves. Yeah. And I was reading recently, and I, you know, it kind of makes me wonder. But it was I was reading recently that you know all fan service that harkens back to things that you remember as a child is really just a desire to grasp the, the novelty and sort of the initial 
which is usually the strongest experiences that one has, and you can never really go back and relive those moments. Um, but Otakawa sort of got to extend that in almost indefinitely. One wonders if he's not less happy now that he can recognize people uh, as people as opposed to animals. He still gets to I, drive, though. I would say he's pretty happy when he sees what Shirakawa looks like outside of the <laughs> alpaca form. I mean, well, she's she's clearly a little bit above his station as far yeah, as Yeah, I would go. agree with that. I also think it's funny, like, he really didn't want anything to do with her. Um, or He kept trying to dissuade her from being around him and being interested in him and implying that they had any future. He's like, get away from me. I want nothing to do with you when she was an alpaca. And now, of course, it seems he's reconsidering. Do you think it's because he was like, walrus can't be with an alpaca? Are you joking? (laughs) He never really seems to indicate that. And presumably, we don't see a lot of other married couples or we don't see a lot of other couples. So I presume there's a lot of weird pairings going on in Otakawa's head. I think it's that... He, was, he, he saw everyone as animals because he was so deeply unhappy. This is a coping me- mechanism. But now he's at a point where he's made these genuine connections through his, um, through, you know, through his crime-solving adventure. I don't think the show particularly articulates this well, considering like the event that changes it is more like something that happens over the course of it, and he's not having some deep realization. I, I think that could have been a little better a little better articulated but i think that's what we're supposed to understood i would even say that it does a little bit better in the movie where it gives us a little bit more of a uh, an epilogue that brings those characters back into each other's orbit yeah thank god <laughs> <laughs> even if it's fan servicey it still works for me yeah i want them to be happy yeah i so I really appreciated the fan service. Um, as someone who watched the show as it aired in real time, I was anxious. I was anxious over the last like twenty seconds of the show. Like for me, it felt I I, it, I like heavily interpreted it that as um, Otakawa was going to die, and or he was Wadagaki was going to murder him right then and there. And I I felt I felt um, I felt frustrated because we had just seen him make this recovery. Like, do we you know? Do we then need to say like JK he dies anyway? So I, I mean I was I was happy that the movie that's confirmed like yes 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 he lived yes he gets to you know he goes on a date with Shirakawa there you know Yamabiko's okay everyone's you know everyone's okay I'm like good thank you I like yeah they really did that. give us sort of a uh, uh, they wrapped up all those storylines with a bow um, and I was also. I was a little annoyed at the end of the anime because I felt like it was too big of an issue to just leave unresolved like that. Um, to, I mean, to leave that just, it's such a major plot reveal. It's the core of the whole thing. Like, what is the mystery? Well, now we're revealing the mystery and we're going to attack on an even bigger mystery because she's off to kill Otakawa and you don't get to know <laughs> the outcome of that. Like, yeah. That just felt a little unfair. Um, so I, I was happy they resolved it. I want to clarify, like, so I don't think that endings need to be fan servicey and super happy for them to be good. Sometimes, sometimes it's, sometimes it's good for the, sometimes it's good for like art not to give you the result you wanted, but, but still, (laughs) 
it was, it was, it was, you know, what's, what's artistically satisfying may not always be emotionally satisfying. So I was happy that they were like, here, yeah, here, here's everything you wanted to happen. It, it happens like go home. Yeah. And it happens in a movie that, I mean, there's not really a lot of reasons to watch it <laughs> if you watched the series. Um, but you don't even have to be like, this is definitely what happened. You could just say, this is this is another version of what they could have done with it. Because um, you could just watch the series and just say, that was it. That was it. It was happy. <laughs> it, was, it was not a happy ending. It was just like, it was just like a, this came full circle kind of thing. Um, I don't know how I felt about making it like a full on, at first I was like, oh, they're going to end it at the fight? That's weird. But then they had kind of like a news reveal. And uh, obviously I like all the stuff with him going to the zoo with Shirakawa. But just to go back a bit, um, the murderer is revealed in the, as the credits start to roll, which I thought was a pretty bold choice. And she's revealed in a really sort of casual conversation with her mother where she's kind of going over uh how she's how how things have pla- have th- have panned out since she killed uh Mitsuya Yuki I don't know I don't know it's it's at first I was like it's kind of an afterthought <laughs> I was waiting the whole series for this like big like reveal and they teased it even a couple times in the finale where he was like, oh yeah, there was someone else in the cab. I should talk to the police about that. But then he kind of just forgets. <laughs> and his life is just kind of good. And then she actually reveals that she's going to his cab during the conversation with her mother, if you're paying attention. Uh, he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I found the cab driver. <laughs> yeah, and then I found the cab driver sort of accidentally. You know, it was purely by chance. And then I don't know how, I, I don't know how that works because she said she found him and she's on a street and there are other people sort of in the background, if I recall. And then all of a sudden she's at the cab and there's nobody, you know, we get an overhead shot at one point and there's nobody anywhere nearby. It's very, it appears very secluded. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, that's very convenient. Is, do you think there's like enough there in the series that you thought like this is the murderer? Like I feel like they like once they explain sort of the motives in the final episode where the mother is like her mother is like you got to do whatever it takes to make your dreams come true. I'm so sad. Like um, and it's in a montage of people whose dreams are just like flying in the opposite direction of them, right? So it works in that sense, but are we getting too little too late with this character? Like, was there enough that you were like, oh yeah, it definitely could have been her. Like, did anyone guess this Victoria as it was happening live? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say like, I'm betting some people got it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think by episode, by episode 11, I thought, I, like heavily heavily believed she was either the killer or one of the killers i actually actually thought that there were two because yano made a point of saying she was both bludgeoned and strangled and i was like well who you know who else did we see strangling in this series yamamoto tried to strangle odakawa 
you know, watching, rewatching it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was just a really off base guess. But she, but she talked about how she, Wadagaki talked about how she just like couldn't stand the fact she had just narrowly lost and like wouldn't accept it. And I was like, oh, that's you know, cool. Yeah, I didn't really see it coming. <laughs> I, I had actually like been like, I guess they're not going to reveal the killer. That's bold. <laughs> <laughs> it did kind of feel like there were lots of other things going on. Like the anime did a had a, I feel like a much more or as strong a focus on Otokawa's background as it did on solving this murder question. Yeah. I also thought like, you know, like you go to see something like Knives Out or you read an Agatha Christie story and the killer is not revealed on like the last page. There's, there's like, there's stuff before then. Like, and like the, it's supposed to be like a third act kind of thing, right? Like, well, there's a denouement where yeah, there has the to killer be a is revealed, and then you've got to capture the killer, right? Uh, but that in the anime series doesn't happen. Like the killer is revealed and seen. I wouldn't even have minded it if Otaka was sitting in his cab. She gets in the back, and we get that scene exactly as it was. And instead of just smiling and laughing, you see her hand come out with the knife a little bit from her purse. And you're like, oh, shit, that's the killer. So now we know. Uh, I didn't know. I, I don't know if I needed the whole like mother conversation to like lay it all out for me in that weird sort of way it did. But, you know, that's like quibbling. I don't know. I was like, damn, her mother is really like, like the, the, the early scenes, the earlier scenes of, it, of her relaying advice from her mother, you'd think like, all right, her mom is just, you know, her mom just wants her to succeed and she's taking this too literally. But the phone conversation implies like her mother knows that her daughter, her daughter's killed people and is planning to kill another. Unless of course her mother's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Unless her mother's just like there with a knife in her throat and she's talking to no one. It's, I mean, she could be crazy. We don't know. Her mother was shown as a different animal in her, in her flashback in that episode. I don't remember which one I thought, I thought that was, that there was there was probably something in that that her mother isn't also a cat that was probably implying was that you know an otter was she i don't, I don't know. know i don't could remember be. could like, be i have what? i have like a one week memory if why that. is why would it be particularly significant if she were an otter i'm, I'm missing darkness <laughs> i'm Sarazamai. sorry i'm going all the way back to sarazamai with oh that my one gosh Don. So Wait, you, the audience can't see me cringing, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> I'm me, I'm sorry. just like, I just immediately got it because like, I still think about stars on my every day. Um, but. Other things to talk about in the episode. I loved Shirakawa coming to the rescue yet again. And she still never takes off her heels. It's crazy. Just, I don't know. I, I've never swam in heels. I imagine it's more difficult than not swimming in heels. I'd be I, like, swimming in footwear? The very first thing they tell you if you get, you know, jettisoned into the water unceremoniously is remove your footwear. It's like the worst thing to keep you down. I don't know if capoeira works underwater. I'm going to have to refer to defer to the experts here. I'm also going to say, well, I don't know either, but I will say that if you are going to do capoeira underwater, you don't scream all the oxygen in your air and your lungs out into the water to say like your attack move. That's right. You have to get the iron boots from an ocarina of time. Oh, maybe she had them. Maybe that's why she kept her heels on. Yeah. 
She could probably beat the water temple pretty fast. I think so. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I also get lost in the water temple every once in a while. Like every few years, I'll go back to the Ocarina of Time, but I don't get lost for like the usual reasons. What happens is after I fight Shadow Link, I go get the hookshot and then I run back out the entrance instead of going down the little hole afterward. And that had to be stuck for days once. I'm like, what am I, what am I missing? What am I missing? And then I was like, oh, yeah. I just was like, yeah, I've got the hookshot. I don't need anything else. I mean, I know, shot. That, yeah. I know that in, uh, in Breath of the Wild, Link was canonically wearing women's clothing. So could it be possible that he should have just worn heels to conquer the water temple? I guess it's, since it's a different life, it might not count, but I don't know. Just yeah, throwing I, it out there. I have to find out in Tears of the Kingdom. Did you know that um, that Z- Zelda is the main character? <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> it's a meme, sorry. I'm going yeah. in a bad direction here. Uh, and Zelda's a pretty cool guy. Remember how Don was counting the shots? Don is... Don is firing on all cylinders he got he got the fact that the animals weren't behaving like animals he also got the fact that if we were counting the shots that they were all accounted for and the reason that dobu was down is because the younger daimon was the one who shot him from off screen yeah you could if you if you were a freeze if you were like a freeze framing nerd though like you saw the hand was white and that the gun was like a police police issue I should have freeze-framed more. Yeah, I I I have to say, you know, you you may have outed yourself in saying, like, if you're a big nerd and freeze the frames, uh, because I definitely did not. Oh, no, I'm not even, I'm like, I'll I'll tell you that, like, the first thing when you meet me, like, yeah, you know, it's like freeze-frame stuff. Also, my name's Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... this is just true. This is just true about me, though. Like, I think, like, uh, the no, like <laughs> the the first um the first day I met one person, like, I already started talking about the differences between also Zelda on um, the Link's Awakening original Game Boy cartridge and the Game Boy Color version, just like down to the glitches. And I was like, I am so sorry that this is like your first impression of me, but it's really accurate. Speaking of which, <laughs> you are you are featured in our brand new. Okashina podcast uh, key art <laughs> or banner art that we use on Twitter on our Twitter oh, yeah. account at Okashina podcast. Um, you're playing Link's Awakening, which is a fun fact that people yeah. will want to remember for trivia night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, originally it was going to be a switch, but then I decided the Game Boy was funnier. You know what? I think we the more we go analog with this show, the more it speaks to how old we are. And that's <laughs> that's a good thing. I'm not old. I'm getting there. S- seasoned. <laughs> I'm old. I've got cred. I'm I'm <laughs> definitely old. Um but uh, you know, that gives me more perspective on some of these things, like the new Urusei Yatsura that's coming out. Yeah, Looks- I'm excited for that remarkably similar to her line art from the manga, which is like blowing my mind how close it is now. Cause they never were doing that before. It was always sort of like a stylized TV version. And now it looks like it just jumped off the page. It looks great. 
I thought the little teaser they posted looked a little too shiny and I was a little nervous about that, but you know, it, it's, they're not, they're not going to mess this one up. I'll, I'll, the jury's out on that part, but yeah, it looks like the designs are, are on point. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? The other thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, uh, the tapir, the taper. Yeah. <laughs> the taper. Um, we finally find out what his one rule was and it's, it would have been a spoiler because it's don't kill people. Uh, I think we, I would not have batted an eye at that. I wouldn't have been like, oh, oh, there's a loophole. Um, I, I, but I didn't, f- so. Because I guess they I never very, refer to themselves as animals, question. but they never refer to themselves as people either, do they? They some, they sometimes refer to themselves as animals. Or Yano at least calls himself a porcupine. Oh, wait, maybe. No, yeah. he does. He definitely does. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is they don't say like, it's not like with My Little Pony where they're like, every pony, you know, instead of every one. <laughs> no, it's been a while, very long while since I've watched any My Little Pony. Uh, it has not been that long since I've watched My Little Pony. Okay. <laughs> like, I will say my like... daughter's aged out. Okay, so Kuroda, Kuroda the um, Yakuza to peer taper thing. <laughs> um, what, however you pronounce that. Um, he, he started, uh, he started a charity to help out kids, kids who were orphaned by traffic accidents. Two of those beneficiaries were the diamond brothers and Onokawa. And presumably he is funding this whole thing with his, with his crime, with his crime. Yakuza. Dobu Yano stuff, which, um, which with I'll his crime, this. yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, and then he he feels bad and he feels bad about it, knowing finding out that one of his subordinates, or is finding out that his you know, so, or that um, Mitsuya, the real Mitsuya, had died had died via sort of via this or that there was a that that, that Yano was involved in their in their in her the cover up of her death, um. This this really is one part of the ending that doesn't that doesn't ring true for me, is that Odakawa seems pretty genuinely grateful to him, and, and that just he doesn't jive with his whole with his whole sense of justice. Like I, I guess the implications that because he benefited from this, because he benefited from this, he was like willing more willing to turn a blind eye to or willing to turn a blind eye to crime when it benefited him. I guess, but it just yeah. it just didn't feel. The whole thing it, it was, didn't feel genuine to me. It, it was very confusing because I didn't understand why the mafia boss is funding all this stuff for orphaned kids. Um, you know, like, it could be an offset I mean, of karma. <laughs> the, you yeah, know. the duality of man, the the good and evil residing in one one body, or just that he does bad things so he pays off his karma with a good deed. I they never really explained it. Maybe. <laughs> in the audio books or something maybe uh, it's unexplainable in the, maybe in the audio dramas um maybe they explain more of his motivations like was he an orphaned traffic child no the, the audio dramas don't say anything about that maybe the manga does i think it's i i think it's possibly just a i think it's possibly just an underdeveloped point like yeah it just, uh, it's you know, to, in order to in order to have a twist, um, 
to be fair, I had called that part. I had called that a while ago. I just didn't expect that Otokawa's reaction is like, yeah, you're technically the cause of this whole thing. You know, <laughs> none of this would be like my friend being captured, Chirakawa being threatened. Like, none of this would have happened if you didn't actually, like, run a crime syndicate. But, <sighs> you know, it was, it's cool. It's cool. You helped me out. Like, he has, I, I'll push back just slightly on this and that I think that Kuroda, um, the type of crime that he's involved in, um, in the case of the hun- of the Badger games, you'd think that Otakawa would be morally opposed to it, but I think that he sees Kakihana as responsible for falling for that trap and having the moral failing to not see through it as he does the person perpetrating it because he doesn't pay Kakihana the money. He wants him to work it off. He wants his friend to sort of build back his honor and mm-hmm. his, his, I don't know what to call it. His, I'll just say his honor for now, but he wants his, him, his friend to build back that honor and that sense of self worth uh, on his own because you can't get much lower than he got in my opinion. Uh, so maybe in some ways, Otakawa may see a necessary evil of society um, and one that it exists to prey upon people, but those people are also responsible for their uh, status as being prey but did he feel that consistently? I don't feel like he felt that way about Chirakawa. I think he he seemed he seemed very sympathetic to the way she was manipulated by Dovu. So it's that's true. But she's a girl. No, yeah. She's hot. So yeah. <laughs> All right. I if, mean, if it's, Kakihana it's, had a full head of hair, it might be a different story. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing in response to that. I mean, it may just be a. It's it's probably like a situation where everyone's mileage is going to vary. Just based on how they saw it, but I'm only I, yeah. I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate there because I I mostly agree with you that uh, it does seem it seemed weird in the moment, especially. I take that just, back. Then I'm right. <laughs> that he would just dump money right in right into this crime lord's hands, but I guess he trusts him enough to know that he's taking care of people on the side i i don't know we live in a world where there's a lot of corruption in the government and the police so you know we live in a world we live in a society oh we live in a society geez i'm having my joker moment (laughs) that that feels that feels ancient now what was that like two years ago three years ago i mean it's still coming up so it's it's a perennial it comes back every year i actually have not seen that movie so i don't get the reference it's not that deep. It's not that deep a reference. No, I think that's why it's otherwise been used quite a bit. Uh, I, I think I think it actually didn't. I, th- I think it actually is not a line in the movie. It was just a line people started associating with the Joker. Uh, look on knowyourmeme.com. <laughs> I have actually forgotten whether it was in the movie or not. I feel like there's a moment at the end. Like it's hard to imagine the kind of movie joker is because all you really think it is is him dancing and him at the end where he goes on national tv wearing like the full joker regalia but it's really like this weird like 
socialist healthcare like allegory kind of story about like like what happens when you don't take care of mental health at a system systemic level so like all those memes and stuff come at the end when it gets kind of like grand aggrandizing grandstanding but like before that it's just it's it's just a really broken sad movie question does was it is it warner brothers who made it do they um, offer yeah, like do they, do they have do they offer their employees good health care with mental health coverage i don't know that's a good <laughs> question that's probably the bit the biggest gotcha you could serve them yeah so while we're think while we're looking that up don uh I love that they came back to the closet again, <laughs> the most like yeah. in the most fourth wall breaking way. What's in that closet? I know. We must know. Right. That, that's more resolved at the end of the anime than the uh, the actual murder or the the, the impending murder of Ozakawa. But yeah, I, I noticed actually that that was also a throwaway scene in the um, in the movie. Um. There is one scene of a black cat curled up outside of the closet, which, if you're following along, actually means something. But if you if you were just watching the movie and didn't have any other context, I imagine that would mean absolutely nothing. All right. I don't think so. My my sense of the movie is that it's not it's not meant to be seen by people who haven't or haven't already watched the tv show like it feels overall it feels like more of a victory lap to me but there's so much overlap there's so much like it's there's so little new content that i feel like (laughs) i feel like you're better off watching it if you haven't seen everything else i wouldn't have enjoyed it actually from what i saw of how it was structured uh, it's it robs it of a lot of it's like urgency and sense of character like i i don't think i would have liked seeing it told in the way that it's told in the movie if i had not watched the series yeah and it leaves out a lot of major things like like um i think it leaves out kurora kurora i can't talk today kurora entirely (laughs) i i think the i i really see the movie as a victory lap it's this 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 show was like the show like became a it was a sleeper hit like it was not that popular in the beginning, but then word started getting around in Japan and and outside of Japan that this was like a really good show, and it got more got more unpopular. It um absolutely smashed its like absolutely smashed this fundraising goals for the for a Blu-ray set several like several like several times over. So it's really it's I I it's I think it's I think it's mostly in a, a victory lap plus the you know. The confirmation that Otakawa lives. It's really funny. The director had like 200 followers on Twitter when it started. And by the end, he's like got 12,000 or something. Like people discovered it quickly and they flocked to it. Um, And I really want to see what they do next because I I feel like this story is told. The story (laughs) of these characters is told. Um, Homo sapiens found their love <laughs> of the act again, probably because they were either fired or took a leave of absence from their radio show. And Baba's been associated with a with a murderer, so his super squeaky image is tarnished. Yeah, there's like nobody in the there's almost nobody in the audience when they're performing at the end. But 
They look they happy. Look happy so they yeah, look they, happy. I don't feel They're like free from the burdens of, of fame. I just don't feel like that's a realistic outcome. Like if if um if you have a, a bunch of momentum and you're in a bunch of these things and you're associated with someone who might be a killer. Like, uh, they're going to look the other way. Like, what's been going on? Who's the guy who's the Flash in the... Uh... Oh, God, that's... <laughs> it's a Ezra horrible Miller. story. It's right, not a guy either. That is... That is a... That he, they are non-binary. There are they. Okay, my my bad. But, but they have a lot of serious issues that need to be resolved that appear to be bordering on the edge of legality or well crossing over. But they said they're sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't understand how they are getting away with so much. And also their movie has yet to be canceled. I mean, yes. they canceled a Batgirl movie that was like almost fully done. Just needing yeah. like a and few made small a lot of res- people upset. reshoots and some, and some CG. And but they, they did it for tax it purposes. What do you want from me? I don't want anything from you, Don. <laughs> unless you have, unless I am not a have, studio exec. Unless you have enough funds to go and buy the Batgirl movie and get well, it see, released. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand why somebody can't like steal that dang thing and just rip it somewhere and let all havoc break loose. Everyone's you would afraid still of be litigation. Able, but, but here's, I mean, if you did that, the studio could still get their tax break because they never released it. So. All know. I'm saying is I don't understand how we don't, how the dominoes don't fall the way that we might want. All right. We're not suggesting criminal activity here for legal reasons. <laughs> Disclaimer, <laughs> says Victoria. No illegal activity is instigated am, by this podcast. I am suggesting super legal activity. <laughs> no, no. Extra legal is just as bad as illegal. <laughs> yes, I know. Um. Yeah, it was nice to see the little coda at the end where uh, everybody sort of grew up a little bit and moved on from their adventure uh, a little bit wiser. You know, Tanaka erased his Zuden, went back to work. Yet, yeah, how did he get away with that? Is Hadn't it, he been living on the streets for some undetermined period of time, like running around with a pistol and terrifying people? He had a bad day. He had more than one bad day. He had like a bad 10 years or something. Also, he he didn't shoot the guy, it turned out. So probably found that out eventually. Sorry, Victoria, go ahead. But just looking at the the fan constructed timeline, apparently the police questioned him and let him go. I don't. I don't know. Where, I don't know which piece of media that's in. He shot Dobu. He, didn't, he did not oh, shoot did the he deputy. Yeah. He definitely yeah, did shoot yeah. Dobu, but he did I, not shoot the deputy. <laughs> I did. I didn't get super hung up on this. I was. I was too hung up on other issues. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of other things to get hung up on, but I was a little annoyed, being like, "Huh, I really feel like after having nearly killed Dobu and terrorized that." Um, uh, that nightclub and, you know, vandalized Otakawa's taxi, that there might be some consequences to this. Mm. It's true, but maybe they didn't have evidence or maybe Dobu <laughs> didn't press charges. Dobu was just I, like, I, I probably they, deserve to be shot. Honestly. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't think you can be like, 
I'm shot. And people, I mean, I guess Dobo could be like, I'm not telling you who did it. But I don't see Otakawa being like, well, I'm not going to tell you. I guess Otakawa can't do anything about it. Yeah, I don't know if he. I don't know if Otakawa wants to punish him further. Than he also doesn't he recognize him. Himself. He's just like it was a panther, or did he say <laughs> puma? I can't remember. And that was it. Like they're going to be like, well, what do we do with this? This this That's guy. True. Had a- That's true. I mean, he he got his he got his karmic justice. Like he he has learned from his mistakes. Like. I, that's I, I think that's satisfying enough. I think if it was just I think if the ending was just everybody got arrested, we already get how many people get how many people get arrested? Wadagaki aside, we get Mikaido, Yamamoto, Yano, and Sekiguchi. Like they, you know, that's 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 a lot of arrests. If they, you know, if the end result is yeah, then and it, it would be kind of boring. Yeah, and. I mean, that's it, guys. That's the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's the show. It, it's the show and the movie. And the movie. I want to know, though, what, who, what did you think was in the closet? What did I think was in the closet before yeah, it was what, revealed? Yeah. I thought it was a dead body. And, like, the first time I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a dark anime. And that's he's just got a dead body that he's talking to in the closet. <laughs> I mean, I'm on record as saying I thought it was his parents at first. <laughs> but uh, I eventually figured out it was a cat based on the intro. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a clearly a cat walking into the closet of the intro. And while it could be the missing cat girl, it certainly looks like a house cat from just a little bit you see. And the first and longest shot we get in the opening is Otakawa trying to befriend a cat. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Also, it could have been Luna from Sailor Moon crossover time. That's why he was talking back and forth with her. I, I, don't, have a, I don't have a response to that. Sorry. <laughs> Don, do you, are you familiar at all with Sailor Moon? No. I, I, I am yeah. familiar with the concept of Sailor Moon, but I'll be honest, I didn't watch much, if any, Sailor Moon. And oh, I remember no. there was a Tuxedo Man. Was that his name? Tuxedo, tuxedo Man. man. <laughs> Sorry. No, um. I mean, the real name is not that, is, is like less good than that. <laughs> tuxedo Mask. Yeah. Oh. All right. It's not, well, a, it's not a mask that looks like a Tuxedo, though, and he's just naked. That would be an incredible hero. That sounds like the porn version of Sailor Moon, which I know has got to be out there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there. <laughs> Thank you for jumping in there <laughs> to uh, clarify. I'm like, you have, I'm, like, I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> I, you're right. I have no idea, and I will Verified. keep it that way. I remember I used to I used to see I used to see one was like one of them was like really common in convention halls around like. 2001 2002 I, I mean i've never seen it i don't, don't actually want to watch sailor moon born but it's a, it's out there it's there's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i got nothing i got nothing for the luna joke that's fine you can just keep going back to it it gets funnier the more you have nothing for it um it does though i was trying to think of any kind of anime black cat and that was the first one that came to mind but this was not pre-written. This is this is pure, unadulterated improv. <laughs> yeah, um, I, mean. I was satisfied with the series as a whole. I liked 
I didn't love the ending, but I liked I liked the original ending where it was kind of up in the air whether or not he survives. I think you can kind of look at the series and wonder maybe I, I thought like when I saw the final scene, I was like, well, maybe he won't recognize her. Oh, is that does that mean he's going to die or does that mean that she'll let him go because she realizes that he's like no longer can see like in his memory what she looks like? Or is she just so cautious and she's a survivor, so she's going to kill him? Or does he escape? Or I don't know. I didn't know, but we got our answer, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> I was it's like if Tony Soprano, like, you know, <laughs> it's like they had a movie version, and in the movie, you see what happens after the cuts to black. <laughs> Sorry, no Sopranos fans here. Get it. I get it. I. I actually did like The Sopranos, but never saw the final season. Maybe I did. Yeah. Which would be really strange, because it's only a six-season show. I sort of petered out in... um, Oh, God. What's the guy who cooks a bunch of meth? Uh, Breaking Bad? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I did not finish Breaking Bad. I just, for some reason, stopped watching and just never started again. Maybe I never you, even started it, so you got further than me. Maybe you, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you thought it was The Sopranos. <laughs> you were like, I've already seen this. No, but sometimes, you know, you're like, everyone says this is good, and you watch a little, and you're like, yeah, it's good. But you're just not compelled. I was I not just, compelled. I just finished all of Better Call Saul. I thought that was great. And that was the sequel. Or prequel. I don't know. It's both. So like a spinoff, it's a spinoff, but it wraps up a character that began in the one show and also shows you the whole past that brought him to that point. It's really good. It's also kind of a romance, which I was kind of shocked by. Wasn't expecting that out of the Breaking Bad universe, were you? No, I also haven't watched uh, Better Call Saul at all. Yep, yep. There's a joke. There's a joke on the internet's. That uh, I think it was from Family Guy, where uh, this guy, where this guy tunes into Breaking Bad, which for some reason has soap opera music playing instead of like its normal, like uh, methy guitar chords, um, and the guy, and it's just a, it's almost like a hypnosis thing where it's just like you will say, you will recommend Breaking Bad to everyone, you will say it is the best show since The Wire. So that's where that show's legacy is right now. <laughs> uh, the fact that Family Sky still has a legacy. I know that's not what you were saying, but just uh, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible show. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I, it's, I don't even know if it's still on. Uh, I hope not. But oh, Sorry, Family Guy? Yeah, it is. Oh, no. It's got to be oh, in no. its like. 25th 30th season by now oh my god like you know Uh, if i had like a time machine or i could like erase one thing from the world (laughs) you know if you know i choose something i choose something important but family guy would definitely be there on the list and i'd feel conflicted about it forever more than american (laughs) dad i I mean i haven't I, i i haven't heard as much about that one i imagine it's the exact same thing uh you know 
imagine everything about Family Guy, but no, somehow worse. Um, I don't know. It's just like Family Guy, but they replace them with like a GOP family, you know, like a full on like like uh, I don't know what to call it, like a conservative guns and liberty kind of vibe just watch king of the hill instead king of the hill's kind of brilliant yeah i think it was not appreciated in its time as much as it has been now definitely people are starting to embrace it i watched um the new beavis and butthead and i was like jesus they still know how to get laughs out of this concept of just these two dumbass kids the show or the movie because i like I watched the, the new movie, okay. the do do the universe, but I also watched the show, and it's weird because the show is now doing like uh, TikToks and like um, like shorter form like YouTube videos. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I ran out of my Paramount trial, so I haven't seen the new show aside from clips on that people upload to YouTube. I'm not I'm not condoning piracy here. Another disclaimer. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, no, I didn't. Think, I, I was come after back us. To the, I was going back to, yeah, yeah. Dare you. I'm happy for using YouTube. Uh, all right. So some of my notes. Um, really to Yamabika. So in the audio, in the audio drama, it's real. She was the one who originally got that, that like audio recording pen. And she was using it to track Otokawa because she thought that she wanted to find out what his role in the mystery, in the mystery, um, missing girl the Narima missing girls thing was which really kind of a shitty friend <laughs> but she's the one who kicks that all off um in the last in the last audio drama wadagaki shows up to her new year's party which which is the source of all the next episode previews if you play them back to back it's like it's like a it's it's a discussion at a new year's at a new year's party well, that's clever but, um, yeah yeah so, i mean people had to point that out to me because i when i was freaking out over the preview for the last episode and i was like it sounds like Kotokawa's is gonna die um and like no no no, he's just catching the last train from the new year's party i'm like oh okay um anyway yeah so she so Arakaki shows up at her party and attacks her that this was also another cliffhanger we were left with for about a year the movie compares you know confirms she lives they see Kotokawa and kakihana visiting her in the hospital also, that's why I had no idea why she was in the hospital. Okay, yeah, yeah. As as like as as I warned, there were going to be a few scenes that didn't make sense if you weren't like deep in if you weren't deep in the odd taxi lore. Um, also, the fact that the interviewer, the, so that the movie is framed as a series a series of interviews with some of the key players by interviewers who are revealed to be two of the two of the um. Two of, the cabaret, two of the cabaret club girls. One was the one that Kawasawa fucked. Um, and Sato, the eraser guy, or like Tanaka's rival in eraserhood. And they're, they're doing these interviews for Yamabigos, simply as another part of her, of her Otakawa stalking. It, it, it seems like an afterthought. <laughs> hey, one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, uh, no, I... It just came to me. Um, Kabasawa, we saw him paying off his debt in the movie. Um, and then he gets like a little ceremony. But then later, 
they show this is in the sort of um, like postcard flashbacks or the pictures. Um, there's a number of scenes where they're like picnicking and uh, um, not Kabasawa, sorry. Uh, Kakihana. Kakihana, thank you. And um, Kakihana was still sort of pining over Ichimura, but she's there, right? But my memory, my memory doesn't. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's there. She shows up. She's like eating um, cake or something. I don't, I don't know what it is with um, uh, <clears throat> with Shirakawa. Um, I remember her being there. I can't remember if Kakihana's in the same photo. Or I, not. Well, there's some. It would make girl. sense because they're all there together. So I'm thinking that in fact Kakihana may in fact get back together with her. I hope not. I, <laughs> I think I think that <laughs> I, I, I think uh, so, whether or not you I mean, if they don't get back together, then they're all hanging out. Strange. Which is still weird. Mm. I mean anyway. I have Go ahead. I have a goldfish memory. I honestly don't remember who is in the pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'm having trouble seeing them in my mind's eye right now, but I know that Shiho was in one of two of them at the end there. Yeah. I actually have a note here. This, this is a this is potentially a dumb question. Why was why was Imai at the courthouse? Was he getting something so he could go visit Nikaido or I I thought so, was yeah. Because he okay. suggests that he's going to for the listeners who are listening, he suggests that he's going to go and visit <laughs> Nikaido in prison. Uh, because that's precious or something. Yeah, I actually was disappointed. I was a little disappointed with his with his outcome. Like it's it's probably more realistic to say at that point that like he wasn't going to abandon his entire personality based on mystery kiss. But like I wanted to see him be like, holy fuck! Like why did I ever get involved? You know why was I ever a fan? Like I'm going to go now. From now on, I'm only going to listen to like harsh noise. <laughs> if he'd put on number a girl at the end he would have been your favorite character your sexiest oh, yeah. character oh, yeah. oh yeah 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 <laughs> but um i i didn't mind it just because uh i thought his whole thing was like like how far he's willing to bend backwards to support them uh but he did at least say that he had to make up his mind when he talked to her so I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I I don't think they have enough to hold her for the murder. But who knows? They certainly don't have the other... Sus- they, well, when they get the other suspect, does she just get to be free? Other suspect meaning... Uh, when they arrest oh. Watagaki later oh. in the movie. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she was still she was still involved with like the cover-up, Mikado. She so, was. She was. Yeah. I guess they have proof of that because they also arrested Yamamoto and and Yano and Sekiguchi. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So they have like, probably they turned on each other, or they they admitted what the the details were of the cover up. Yeah. Yamamoto really wanted to hand, hand like, to hang on to the last minute though, like even at the press conference. He's like, no, no, we gotta keep our story straight. And even to kind of just like, holy shit, shouldn't we just like tell them the truth at this point? 
I, I was a little confused by the I was a little confused by the timeline of the movie in this case because Kawasawa's interview Kawasawa's interview takes place on on Christmas Eve. Shirakawa asks how many people they're interviewing at that restaurant that day, which to me would imply all those interviews there were that day. But but by that point, but if, if we're all if we're, if they were all on Christmas Eve, like by then they knew they knew who the they knew who the they knew who the body was Mitsuya. So you know. Why would Yamamoto still be like, yeah, everything's going fine. I did like that so. shot of things dropping into the water that was then punctuated with the body dropping into the water again. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a, at the, at the beginning of the episode, I think. Yeah. When the cars, oh, actually. when the cars flying and you get yeah. that shot of it going past the moon, it's just this impossible shot. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very beautiful, but it's just impossible. And, uh, and the the and suddenly we see a lot of things dropping into the water. Uh, Shiho's dropping like a bath bomb or whatever it is into the bath, maybe the soap, probably the soap, right? I don't know if they had bath bombs, but uh, the yeah, soap this, this, and something is, goes this into takes soup. Place until like two thousand twenty or two thousand twenty-one. It's like I think I think they I think they invented bath bombs before this year. I don't know if they're popular in Japan. I'm not, I don't know what like oh. the penetration of bath bomb culture is. It's, <laughs> it's pretty. Just, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen bath Jeez. bombs in any other like media like from Japan? I don't. I've been I've been gifted them from Japan. Yeah, that's cool. I, yeah, I have yeah, no God, idea. I think I, I on the know, basis right? of like, that, school you on the bath bombs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I listen, buddy. <laughs> I'm not in Japan. I haven't been there in years. I, I just watched an anime about a fucking girl who was reincarnated as a spider for 24 episodes. <laughs> Has nothing to do it. with what's going on in Japan right now. Um. And that's what we're going to talk about next time. We are going to talk about some isekai shows, or <laughs> as Gact used to say, the another world. <laughs> um, just some of them are bad. Some of them are going to be good, inevitably. But they're all going to involve people who die in horrible accidents and then are reincarnated in, in another universe or a multiverse situation where yeah. they either, either in a video game or a world that has rules like D and D or they suddenly are the shop owner. <laughs> I read a book <laughs> about a guy who dies and turns into a vending machine, but it's in like final fantasy. So it's, they're all based on night light novels for the most part, which is a world that I have not dabbled in for the most for for uh, I haven't not really dabbled in much. Um, but man, they're going to be fun. And the format for the show for our show is changing a little bit. Where we're not all watching the same shows. We're going to come in with our reports and kind of talk to each other about them and interrogate each other kind of get to the heart of like what, what whether the shows were good and what you liked about them what you didn't like and you guys can join us on this discovery and maybe you'll find a new favorite show or a new hate watch let's see what happens we're going to the another world i can't wait
Hopefully it's a nineties world for me. Yeah, it's not gonna be. Not for a oh, while. No. no. You gotta you gotta go through the other ones first. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm probably gonna end up watching rewatching El Hazard for my nineties bit. Which actually I, I never I never watched that one. Actually, most of um all my knowledge about that is really based is based on this one amazing AMV from two thousand one. Hold up, um, yeah, it's this it's this um Swedish gibberish Swedish this gibberish eighties song by a Swedish band called Hubba Zoot Zoot, and the character Junai is just it's just him lip syncing the whole thing because apparently in the show when he talks to the bugs it sounds like gibberish to everybody else and it's uh- it's kind of amazing. I need to rewatch it because I don't remember anything except I was in the closet as a trans person, and the, obviously it spoke to me that the the boy was mistaken for the princess at the time, and like had to like live out her like life. Mm. It's like, oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> um, but I, I remember I only got into it because I think it was put out by the same people as Tenchi. Yeah, so and Tenchi was like. That was like my first, outside of Rumiko Takahashi stuff, that was my first harem anime. So it was fresh at the time. Like I didn't, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't know the tropes. I didn't know how worn the, the style would become. Like I remember people recommending Negima to me and I was like, oh, this is just Tenchi again, but it's just in a different costume, like slightly updated. Negima, uh, what oh, was no. the? It's, what was oh the... no, it's Kenakamatsu. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, my my dad was really into Love Hina. I think it was like the first thing he bought when we got when we got a DVD player. So like, it, it's <laughs> like I see I feel I see his name and I just like shudder. That intro slaps, man. Sakura, Sakura, whatever. Uh, song's great. All right. I'm so off and Dawn's giving me the face like wrap it up, Sabrina. <laughs> so we will be back next time. I don't know if it's going to be, we're going to take a short break or something, but we will be back soon with more episodes. They're all going to be focused on Isekai for a little while until we choose what our next show is. But uh, thanks for listening. And if you haven't seen it, go watch Odd Taxi and check out our other episodes. We covered Sarazanmai. We Keep coming back for more B-Stars. So we did two seasons of that. We did uh, Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, which was awesome. Another Victoria recommendation. We also did um, Wonder Egg Priority. And we did Don't Paranoia Victoria. Agent. <laughs> Paranoia Agent was was great. I oh Man, keep... Oh, I'm just... <laughs> You're looking for that high again. You're looking for that high. The, the best one... Because I watch, well, I watch some of these with my kids, but um, the best one in my eye was Keep Your Hands Off Azokan because it just, it was, I mean, I don't need it to be educational, but it was and it was fun at the same time. I loved it. Um, but Wonder Egg Priority Man, oh, just so painful at the end. It's good enough that I bought it on Blu ray. <laughs> How could, oh. <laughs> Look, like it's, I said, it's I like it unfinished. I don't know why. I feel like whenever something finishes, it disappoints me utterly. 
So wow. Well, you and I feel differently move- about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2022. We can move past one direct priority. Izoken was also Yuasa, um, same director as Inuo. So. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we covered a lot of uh, individual movies and stuff like The Night is Short, Walk on Girl, Victoria's Favorite, uh, The Belladonna of Sadness. These yeah. are all episodes you can check out. They're available on the same podcast network that you're getting this from. Apple, Spotify. Uh, also go to the Patreon for uh, our sponsors. Not our sponsors. What am I saying? Go to the Patreon for our network, the Moonshot Podcast Network. That's patreon.com slash moonshotpod. Um, and, you know, support us through that because there's a lot of really cool shows on the network and they do a lot of good tra- charity work. And, uh, yeah, so next time. Uh, we always end the show with a saying. It's Okashku Ikoyo. And we're going to say it together in three Two, one, Okashu Beautiful. I know. That's definitely a post prod fix. It's music <laughs> to my ears. Have you listened to the show? I never fixed it. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome to the best idea for a podcast of all time. This is Champs in the Making, a Pokemon bracket podcast where we take every one of these creatures in the Pokemon video game franchise, put them in a bracket together and find out which one the best one is. Starmie gives me like organic, free range, gluten free, like fidget spinner energy. Swallow can swallow a tire hole in one gulp. Ladybug looks like it is ready to give you so many high fives with each of its little mitten hands. <laughs> I don't like Weird Ear's face. It's got a big testicle for a nose, for sure. <laughs> I think Dido King's favorite beer is PBR. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Champs in the Make, a Moonshot Network podcast about Pokemon. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or first at patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork.